cute men <laughs> cradling each other inside a foxhole. Yeah. I'm not getting I'm not getting pegged. This isn't uh, no, this isn't Deadpool. Coming at you from sunny Southern California, this is The Keeg. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and today I have some really juicy geek news to go over, but I can't do this alone. Uh, That's why I have brought on two of my lovely guests. Uh, I have uh, Sam Young. Say hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. Uh, Damn it, Sam. You're such a smartass. Should we be looking forward to your smartass comments this whole time? No, This whole episode? You look forward to my dumbass comments. Okay. Dumbass or smartass? Dumbass. Okay. Just VR porn from here on out. We're going to talk about VR porn today. We're, we're not. Uh, we're not. That's all Sam wants to talk about. Uh, I also have my even lovelier guest, Paul Lau. Hello. Hello. Paul, you are so lovely. Oh, lovely. Fantastic. Your wispy hair. Mm. So handsome. Okay. I'm melting into a pile of my own self-loving. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, uh, thank you guys mm. so much for uh, being on the show uh, there have been some recent developments in the last week, uh, and I wanted to talk about something that was uh, near and uh, you know close to all of our hearts, which is Adam West. R.I.P. Adam West. Uh, he died yesterday. He passed away. I already said die, so I can't really like, like lessen that by saying he passed away because I already said the D word. But um, he will be missed. I know that we all have memories that we've we've obviously all knew him like like uh, he's been in the studio before, uh, recorded a couple episodes. No, no, we didn't know him personally, but I don't know. I felt like we did in a way. Yeah. Uh, growing up, watching the '66 Batman, mm-hmm. and watching um, and like later when he did this resurgence with Family Guy and his voice and uh, Mayor West and. Uh, I don't know. It meant a, he meant a lot to a lot of us. Uh, I know that he was that show was like the first time I ever like saw Batman on TV because like I was born in 1988 mm-hmm. and Batman the animated series came out in 92. But there was like there's a good four years there where like na 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 Batman was like all I would say, <clears throat> right? Yeah, he was, for a lot of people, he was everyone's first Batman, and he was absolutely, like, the brightest incarnation of the Dark Knight. He was the Bright Knight. It's kind (laughs) of sad. Like, you won't won't see that anymore now that he's passed. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, quite the wordsmith. I don't remember if you remember his, like, alliterations and his little sides. Um, Yeah, he definitely is... uh, just he he brings a respectability to the campiness of the seventies, and uh, or sixties. Sorry, sixties. Yeah, sixties. Whoops. It was a different time back then. Yeah. Super Friends came when came out when? I think it was seventies. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he kind of set the tone for the Super mm-hmm. Friends. And we should like you know admire that. Definitely. Absolutely set like the tone for a lot of what we saw in comic like comic screen things until Frank Miller kind of came up with the dark knight and comics took like a different turn yeah mm-hmm. i remember when i was a teenager uh i guess i had a different uh view on adam west that i do now mm-hmm. in the sense that like being a big batman fan growing up 
obviously when I was like a really little kid, it's the 66 Batman, right? And like my parents used to watch it with me, right? And so that's also the Batman that they like remember. Though I swear, I like I brought up Adam West to my mom and she didn't remember who he was. I'm like, well, we watched it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe I had better memory when I was three <laughs> years old than uh, yeah. she did at 20 something. But um, the point being is that. Uh, I don't know, when I was a teenager, I was like, Ugh, why'd this show even have to exist, right? Because this wasn't the Batman that I that I knew. Because after 66 Batman, like, I used to watch the Batman the animated, animated series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was that's the Batman for that's me, That's your quintessential personally. Batman. Right. Um, I think for a lot of us, too, like, you know, you only hear uh, Conroy's voice. Like, yeah. that, like oh, that's yeah. your Batman. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely before Bale, before, you know, anyone else, Affleck. Bale's voice, yeah. <laughs> Affleck's There was this smooth, you know, Kevin Conroy, oh, Batman. Man. It's yeah. like an anvil. Do you guys have a Conroy impression? No. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I don't even think my voice can, yeah. can oh. get that buttery Do smooth. you have a Conroy impression? Yeah, it's uh, when he talks to Terry McGinnis, when he's like, I need a gopher, as it were. Oh I'll go God. for this, I'll go for that. Something like you, McGinnis. Like, uh, okay, yeah. I really yeah. just like that Close my anvil, eyes. you know. Uh, what do you call yourself? I call myself Batman in my dreams. That's how I knew it was a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I don't know. I, so I went through this angsty phase in the sense that like, it's kind of like hating your parent. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I hated '66 Batman. I hated it because I was like, everybody <laughs> eat your parents, <laughs> kill your parents. I, I felt like, uh, like I was like, everybody thinks of Bam, Kapow, whatever. Like Batman, like that Batman messed it up for everything. <laughs> What I like realize now is that it was so. Maybe Batman wouldn't be around now if it wasn't for that. Like it, it catapulted <clears throat> Batman into like iconic status, mm-hmm. right? Like to a point where like Superman didn't even reach there until like Christopher Reeves' movie, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And like '66 Batman did something, and that it it we wouldn't have Batman the animated series without that, because you can't come back from the brightness to darkness without the brightness in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. It's um it's like the problem I'm having with like kids not knowing Looney Tune cliches or any cliche to know that the stuff that we're doing now is making fun of it. So to have that as like the staple, you know. Yeah, it's to, the backbone of our current like bat like our Batman mythos now. Right. It's like you you built off of this. Like the Batman Rogues Gallery was like a prominent force in the '60s Batman, and that kind of paved the way for how revered they are now in comic in comic canon. Yeah, yeah. Egghead. You guys remember <laughs> Vincent Price? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Egghead. Exactly. It, <laughs> what a horrible name. I'm what a ho- what a horrible name something. for a villain that they used it for two different villains in two different universes. Yeah, there's Egghead and Ant Man, uh, and there's Egghead in Batman. Ooh, are you are you spitting bars right now? Oh man, <laughs> don't get me started. Oh, you're scrambling yeah. the universes. Yeah, yeah. well, scram- was- oh, oh, <laughs> oh, that was a yoke. Oh man. Um, so I'ma let it go. I'ma let it. Yeah. Uh, so. All I know is that I hated on it for a while, and I realize, I realize a little bit later the important pop culture impact that it had, and how it contributed to the longevity. And that was really, you know, sure there was a lot more actors in that show, and they got a lot of really great actors for that. Um, but Adam West really was the driving force, right? It wasn't Burt Ward. I'm sorry, Burt Ward, if you're out there listening, but it was Adam West, and like he changed, he changed it all. 
and I think that, you know, he's in Batman Hall of Fame because of it. Yeah, he played the Grey Ghost in an episode of the animated series, and um, he had his own DC movie for uh, 66 Batman, also came out. Yeah, the cartoon movie, yeah. Cartoon movie, mm-hmm. recent, like, two th- yeah, last yeah. year. So. Yeah. Uh, he will be missed. Yes. Goodbye, old chum. <laughs> in a pre-9-11, though, do you remember when he had that bomb? He was just running around. He just running through the city. Like, like, yeah. There's nuns. And then there's a guy, there's like a band, a marching band, and he's just like, it's just not a good day to get rid of a bomb. bomb. <laughs> and he tries he tries to throw it in the water, but there's ducklings. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, that's a legit good, you know, joke. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Can't do it nowadays. Though. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's because of those ducklings. Those Peter yeah. would get really upset. Oh, I know. <laughs> no ducklings are harmed in the making of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Affleck. So uh, there's a, a moving on from the passing away of a uh, cultural icon. Uh, there are some recent developments uh, in video games right now. Uh, I know that basically the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer uh, just came out. And uh, any of you guys big fans of Kingdom Hearts at all? I played the first one. Yeah, me too. When you walk away, yeah, you don't hear me say, please, oh, baby. Is no one else going to chime in? I, I, I mean, I, I liked the, the falsetto. Oh, okay. So. But so, I do oh. like the beats. The beats were nice. Yeah. To be honest, I don't remember anything. I got Kingdom Hearts 1 from Blockbuster. I rented it, and I didn't get too far in it, and I gave it back, and that was <laughs> that was my extent. I know that it, a lot of people love it, and Kingdom Hearts 3 is something that uh, people have been waiting a long time for. Long time. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I know that uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch is Pokémon Tournament DX, uh, which is kind of kind of like Mario Eight Delu- uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe uh, did. You know, bringing back a Pokémon Tournament, but for the next console, and also Pokémon Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun to th- uh, the 3DS. Uh, that is a new development. They haven't really said exactly what. They kind of threw out this trailer that was mostly about uh, some. Uh, kid who's trying to like run across like I don't know he kid was like parents clearly have no no regard for his personal safety like yeah go on just don't talk to strangers yeah are we talking about Ash are we talking about Pokemon in general <laughs> Pokemon in general yeah don't talk to strangers that's all parents? you do I don't know that's all you do though you that's all you do strangers. just like hey you want to battle yeah like, no I just want to I just want to get past this yeah. boulder yeah well, this is after the war, right? The Pokemon conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, the great, the great War. The Great War. The fan theory. Yeah, the fan theory. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's something to look forward to, and know that like when we get more information, we'll uh, we'll come out back to you guys to talk more about it. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for most things Pokemon. Uh, so it wasn't Pokemon and Tekken. That's what, what I thought okay. Pokemon was. That is. Oh, okay. that is what it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. They released the other one for uh, Wii U, the oh, first one, okay. and this one's not really a sequel, but it's more like a re-release, update, upgraded version, right? Um, dealing with what the Switch can do. So, yeah, that is, it's Pokemon. Which, has anyone, like, Tekken. been on a Switch yet? Like, they're they're amazing. What? Yeah. Have You guys have played mm-hmm. on a Switch, right? Uh, I've played a little bit, but... It's phenomenal. Like, yeah. I'm not usually one for, like, upgrading to the next console as soon as it comes out, but I, I played, and I think it was um, the new Mario Kart, and it's, it's spectacular. That yeah. tiny controller can do so much. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I want to get it. I I'm a big fan of Nintendo, and I'm a big fan of getting every console when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but I just haven't for this one. The power of the three. Yeah, I just. It's, I, it's great. 
And the uh, the screen capability, or you just like you take it with you. I'm just like, what? We're living in the future. Yeah, this is it. I uh, I want to get Crystal Pepsi's here. The Marvel Lego <laughs> Two game. Have you guys played like Marvel any of the Lego, Lego games? I played the. There's the Marvel, uh, like Lego Marvel Two, mm-hmm. is coming out, and it all has to do with Kang the Conqueror. Oh. So it has to do with alternate Ooh. universes, yeah. so they can throw all those characters in. Talking like Spider-Man 2099 and all that stuff. So that's another thing to look forward to. It's not out yet. I'm going to get the Nintendo Switch definitely for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some other games I want to get. But um, the Switch is all sold out where I am, yeah. like where, where I'm living. So, you know, it is what it is. Recent development in comic books. Batman, uh, spoiler alert, uh, come back in like five minutes if you don't, uh, if, you re- if you read the Batman comics and you don't want to get spoiled. Uh Batman proposes to Catwoman in the recent issue. Uh, basically, the issue is just about how Batman like is afraid himself, right? Like of of things. Like he has fear, right? Mm-hmm. And like it humanizes him. And in the end, he uh, proposes to Catwoman. What do you guys think about that? How do you guys feel about that? I am tainted by the injustice to Catwoman uh, ending. So she marries him in that mm. universe on that video game, and then she gets bored because that's the nature yeah. of her of Selena. You know, she's in it for the thrill. I it mean, it stops becoming. There's no chase. There's no like the cat and mouse game's over. Exactly, the cat and the flying mouse game is just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <could> puts. <laughs> yeah. Also with a uh, bastard son, Damien, you know, yeah. floating around. Mm-hmm. In it's kind of hard knowing, you know, hey Talia. <laughs> You wanna you wanna pick up your kid? Ah, detective. <laughs> that was so creepy when Raisha Ghoul like was oh. inside Talia's body and he was all <laughs> kissing Dick. Kiss, or kissing, kissing Dick Grayson. Well he she was probably kissing well. Dick. <laughs> we didn't see. Um but yeah, uh yeah. So Raz is just can we just all agree that he's just creepy in general? Who? I mean, Rachel Ghoul? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's what's your definitive version born. of how you say Roz. Is it okay. Raish? I say Raish because of the animated series. Yeah. Okay, I say Roz because that's how I, like, I read the comics and I'm ignorant. And I'm just like, oh, Roz, because that's just what it Yeah, It's comics. I mean, I think either way is fine, but Raish Ghoul is what? In Batman but, Begins, but they, call it liter- they literally call them both. They say Raish and they say Roz in Batman Begins. And in Arrow, I think they say both. Race a ghoul? No, not race all. Yeah, but all the race. white people are just like Roz. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like no. oh Roz. <laughs> Ra- oh, hello, <laughs> I'm listening. I I just had an idea of a new uh, a new reboot. It's Friends, but uh, it would star Rachel, uh, Monica Chandler, Joey, Phoebe, and Roz. <laughs> That's the reason they can afford the apartment. <laughs> Because it's, Le- it's League of Assassins money. Uh, Rach, uh, look, I'm really sorry, but, um... Did you say Rach or did you say Rach? R- uh, Wait, yeah. Rach? There's Rachel, there's Rachel Roz. Rachel and Roz. <laughs> They're both Rachel Ghoul playing dual roles. Shenanigans. Right. <clears throat> a la Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> so... Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Uh... Where were we with that? Okay, so basically, yes, Batman proposed to Catwoman. I don't know whether she would get tired. Like, okay, I can see that she would get tired of him. She's an outdoor but what cat. If, but in Earth 2, in original pre-crisis Earth 2, okay. uh, they team up and they, they fight crime together. And then they, have a, they can still have thrills by fighting crime together. Catwoman also in the comics has kind of been reformed, right? She yeah. still has that, like, anti... She's almost anti-hero in a way, but, like... She still has those like uh, compulsions, but you know. Well, that's where she fits in the rogues gallery, yeah. kleptomania. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
Right. Um, how do you deal with that? How do you feel, Sam, about the proposal? I mean, I feel like it, it's always been, it's hard for me when comics or mythos or anything kind of takes on a hard stance on something. We were talking about hard opinions earlier. I just wanted to throw the word hard in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for that beautiful noise. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what ended the, uh, the engagement proposal. <laughs> that's how it ended on the rooftop. <laughs> just those noises. I only have one hand. <laughs> Um, and it's hard for me because, like, the Harry Potter series, like, I didn't want to know what happened in the end. Like, there's just some things you like to have open-ended. And I think for me, like, the relationship between Selena and Bruce has always been one of those things where I like that it's never been resolved. Like, there's constantly circling each other. Mm. And it's never been, like, this one set thing. And I think for me, like, the proposal kind of puts a damper on all that they could be and could experience mm. together. But well, you know DC's track record, right? Yeah, oh God. girlfriend in a freezer. Oh, so please don't. I'm, I'm just saying, as opposed to DC. Marvel, well, they created it with the Green Lantern because both yeah, well, girlfriends were murdered in their kitchens. So the, once they domesticated, mm-hmm. and didn't Leanne wind or yeah, Leanne didn't she wind up in an actual freezer? No, it wasn't Leanne. It was Alex from um, no, 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 Kyle no, Rayner's Green Lantern. No, I'm talking right. about um, uh, Roy's daughter. Oh, Leanne! Didn't she wind up in an actual freezer? I forget. I just rem- no, remember. No, I thought she was just rage. like. I thought, yeah, Prometheus just killed her. I don't remember if they put her in a fridge, but that's why Gail <laughs> Simone oh, was yeah. the one who created Woman in Refrigerator, or like Woman in Fridge, that they're fridging someone basically to further the plot of the male character, you just kill the female characters. Mm-hmm. So they're expendable, right? Yeah. And so. Which um, absolutely happened the last season of, Go- or the last episode of Gotham. Spoiler. Uh, okay, I won't don't tell say, me. So anyway, um, <laughs> well, don't. I'm saying don't tell me. I kind of gave up on Gotham, but I'm gonna get back to oh, it. Oh, it's don't. I won't, I won't is it good? Is it? So is why, this season it's good? Hit or miss. Why don't it is you like Gotham? Yeah, let's let's talk about why you don't. I'm sorry, I know that we're getting sidetracked. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. Is super interesting. Uh, no, no, no. It's not that I don't like it. I mean, I don't like it. But I thought it had potential. My personal thing is okay. When Smallville like came and went. Mm-hmm. And that was a different time in which you couldn't do a straightforward hero show, right? No and now I feel like you can. You can do this straightforward hero show. They, there's oh, DC is doing all of it, right? Uh, so you don't necessarily need this like Smallville type story where like they never put yeah no no um it's it was no flights no tights yeah, no flights, that was no tights. that was yeah. Smallville. You don't need that. Just like Heroes when they did the Heroes Reborn series or uh, the season. You don't need heroes anymore. We don't need this like side story of heroes because we have actual heroes now. Right. Heroes was when there wasn't a X Men TV show or a Flash TV show or whatever, right? A Legion. You know, and so you don't have to. Uh, you, we don't need that anymore. So when Smallville ended, I remember being like, "Well, you know, it'd be cool. One of two things. I would love a Batman show that focused on the police in modern time where Batman is Batman." Right, not police before Batman, but like police. You want law and order. I wanted. um, (laughs) You wanted law and order. It was Gotham, Gotham Central, right? Or Gotham PD. Yeah, but we're talking like superpowered crimes, that sort of thing, right? Uh, There was literally a comic run called Gotham Central. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted, or a show about Bruce Wayne before he was Batman, but training. And literally, well, you're getting aspects of that in Gotham now, but it's not the same. Oh, but he's what so Gotham good. is. What Gotham is is both of those put together, but minus the parts that I wanted. So we have focusing on the 
<laughs> we're focusing on the cops before Batman instead of during Batman. We're focusing on Bruce Wayne not training. We're basically well, we're focusing on why you should never be a police officer at the GCPD because the turnover rate is obscene. Well, yes. Well, I mean, that's like, that, where do they keep finding bodies to fill that precinct? <laughs> I, I would expect <clears> the. I mean, you don't think the. I mean, the pay would have to be high, right? There's something drawing people to Gotham. Well, they're. I mean, some of those cops are corrupt, mm-hmm. so they're filling them in. And then um, they had like a whole episode where they had like. <clears throat> like a special task force, yeah. and it's a bunch, and they each had their little story, like, oh, my shop got, you know, robbed, and I feel like this is my duty yeah. in honor of something, something. So yeah. you have these, yeah. Well, in the comics, <clears throat> Gotham's supposed to have be, like, the rape capital of the world, the murder capital of the world, the, like, literally everything, burglary capital of the world. Why like, would you live in Gotham, that's capital why, of the world? Yeah. Uh, um, people live in Philadelphia and none of these cities are literally like number one in everything bad it's funny you say that because my whole thing with Gotham is that there's these grandiose parade floats filled with poison gas and the fish have smiles on them yeah and people are just like yeah you know I I have an early morning tomorrow but if Azrael is gonna have like a burning batarang you know stab in my window I got heavier curtains for that you know um, just like how weird and wackadoo Gotham is already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it draws crazy people, or it's just like, yeah, this is San Francisco. This is All just our what crack you do. Heads, you know, yeah, have I, tubas. I feel like most of the people in Gotham would have to go through their life being like, well, this probably won't happen to me, right? Like, as far they have to like weigh the odds, being like, well, I'm going to work today, and I'm probably not going to die. Like, you have to like be like, well, you know, maybe that happens that one part of town. It rarely happens, right? You have to like yeah. trick yourself. If you're going to live in Gotham, you'd have to be like, I'm going to go work at the laundromat today. I know that like, if I keep my head down, nobody's going to bother me as I walk to work, right? And I feel like that's most crime in the cities in general. Yeah. Um, and like, okay, like these like these like freaks, they come out, but like normally they like go after like people that they have a vendetta about, right? Maybe you're tricking yourself into thinking that way. Yeah. All I can say is I thoroughly enjoy Gotham. It's it's my trash baby show. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm that like, way with Heroes of Tomorrow. It's yeah, they're, they're trash What's, baby shows, and I feel like they're it's totally acceptable for you to have a show that you know isn't quite living up to its potential, no. but you find some sick enjoyment in watching it regardless. And I have to say, like trash baby show though it is, the storyline that they're doing with Alfred and Bruce is just phenomenal. The I've been hearing things that. don't nuts. It's don't, insane. Uh, like I didn't know you could get away with some of the you stuff that they do on make network TV. Eat people and not be South Park. It's <laughs> insane. I uh, okay, don't spoil it. But is it on? When is it coming on Netflix? Does anyone know? Yeah, season two and one are both on Netflix right now, and you can yeah, watch I, everything on Hulu. No, I've watched Hulu. I've watched one and two, and I watched a couple episodes into season three, and that's when I stopped. So now it's end of season three, right? They finished mm-hmm, season they, three. They so season I need to watch three. season three. Um, my opinion about Batman and Catwoman is. I'm fine with it. Let's see them further. That they'll—they're not gonna. You know, it's not gonna end with them. They're not gonna get. They're gonna not. Well, they're not gonna fridge her because she's such an important character. But also that uh, they're gonna what break up? I was supposed to say I'm like any one of the Robins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Red Hood. Before Red Hood. I uh, I just think that uh, it's not like they're gonna get married and have kids anymore. Like. That, it's gonna end at some point. I don't. Need that was any actually more a storyline. Yeah, that yeah. was Earth Two. <laughs> yeah, that was Earth Two. They got married. They had a kid. They had Helen and Wayne. Freaking mm-hmm. Wayne Manor. Yeah. So uh, that's something. Uh, Batman's proposing the Catwoman. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know why it's not on Fox News right now. So you know, is it not? It's not big enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, VR porn. Yeah. VR porn. Bring, always bringing it back <clears throat> to that. Uh, something about VR porn, but no, it's not about VR porn. Cyclops uh, seems to have trouble with so it. So, <laughs> for 
<laughs> optic blast. Uh, well, optic blast would be something else. <clears throat> that one-eyed monster. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so it also has a little crystal visor. Okay, that's gross. Ruby quartz. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on past this topic. We're gonna segue. Yeah, we're gonna segue. Something interesting that's happening in video games right now, at least in Marvel video games. So, Marvel has recently, not recently, but in the past five to seven years, right, had an embargo on certain characters that they wouldn't allow them into their mainstream video games, right? Uh, So, as you guys know out there, Fox deals with X-Men movies and Fantastic Four movies, and Marvel is dealing with everything else, and they are not allowed to overlap. In the comics, they do, but in their video games, they're trying to essentially not have them appear. So it's just Marvel characters in those Marvel video games. Unless... They have they're like sequels to games like Marvel versus Capcom mm-hmm. has X Men characters right yeah um, and before. so that when they do a sequel to Marvel versus Capcom they're still going to do that but here's the thing is that in their newer games they've not been including Fantastic Four or X Men so there's a game on uh, iPad and iPhone right uh, called Marvel Future Fight and that's kind of you go around and it's kind of a button masher type thing and you just like fight. Well, it started off with literally no Fantastic Four characters, no X-Men characters. But recently, they've announced that they're going to include the 92 X-Men lineup. Jim Lee? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're talking, I mean, we're talking the, the cartoon, right? The, oh, the, yeah. Like Beast. Uh, well, I mean, they were both interconnected, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Beast, Gambit, Cyclops, Wolverine. Everyone with a trench coat. Yeah. Everyone with Pouch- yellow and blue. And pouches. And pouches. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, they're going to include the 92 X-Men in that lineup, which is really interesting because there was an embargo. And, uh, I mean, there's still Fantastic Four is nowhere to be seen, but they're adding these X-Men characters in. So what happened to this embargo? There's Avengers Academy, which is another game. That's the game I play religiously on my iPad. Uh, That, honestly, that does not have Fantastic Four characters and it does not have X-Men characters. Though they recently have hinted in the story of the game that there's an academy out there featuring um, outcast-powered people. So I think that, I mean, that could be hinting at X-Men or it could be hinting at really anything else. Because in Avengers Academy, everyone's young, everyone's powered, and everybody... and ready to touch each other. Yeah, that's true, because they're all all (laughs) in relationships. Uh, But they're, uh, they're, and they're all in different academies, and they come into Avengers Academy. The point being is that what happened to this embargo... Um, Sam, you were saying that there was something about Fantastic Four that you dealt with recently? That oh, yeah. Um, well, not recently. I think it was um, a year or two ago, because I play Legendary, which mm-hmm. is the deck-building game for yeah. Marvel, and they had released a Fantastic Four pack, which is, it's gone. Like, you can't find it anywhere. It was, like, on the shelves for a blip moment, and then uh, something happened, and they were like, hey, by the way, copyrights exist, and you can't do this. And now I think you can't find that that deck, and it's like two hundred dollars on like eBay. It's oh, it's insane. No. Yeah, that's why uh, Barnes and Nobles had them on clearance because I was like, because the expansion packs they'll throw them in the big bin. Oh, <clears throat> that's oh, crazy. That's I'm pretty sure that's probably why. Yeah. Are you allowed to that's use them in official play? You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't compete. I don't oh. think there's a. I don't think they do that. Yeah. Is there not? Because it's, 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 it's co-op. Yeah, mm. it's an LCG. What's an LCG? Living card game. What? So you're, yeah, you're constantly, it, it's always, you'll never have the same deck of heroes. Right. It's like a plot line. You each get a hero, and mm. then you have to combat the big bad, and then you count points at a, at the end. Kind of like Mario Party, 
Yeah. <laughs> Come, I yeah, mean, Mario, a way, like a card game Mario Party. You can screw the other person over, or you can help them. Mm-hmm. So Mario Party Munchkin-esque. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, and I mean, we'll play it another day. I literally bought an X-Men Munchkin. Like, oh. There's a literal X-Men brand, like, Munchkin, where you're... Your like race and class are like you know you're a human or a mutant or like a brotherhood or whatever. Who wants like to be human. Well, whatever. But I mean, whatever. They have teams as ra- as I do. classes. I think. No teams as races. But the point being is that okay. like uh, I have not played it yet. I have not opened it yet. But it's a two to four player game, and I'm excited. So maybe we'll film it sometime. <coughs> uh, Will Wheaton. Yeah. Uh, X Men really interesting is the upcoming X-Men uh, Phoenix movie, right? Uh, I don't know the actually going name of it. Originally, working title was Supernova, but the point being Ugh. is that they were... That was the working title, like Blue Harvest for Star Wars, right? Okay, fine. All right, calm down, Paul Lau. Oh, man. Isn't that the name of a Herald of Galactus? Um, Supernova? I think it's just Nova. No, it's just Nova. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's Frankie Nova. Frankie Nova? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was the girl. And then Human Torch and her had a thing. Anyway, the point being is that uh, they're supposed to introduce the Shi'ar, which means aliens and alien empires will be coming to the X-Men movies. Are you excited about I'm that? I'm excited. I, I love anything in space. They took Power Rangers to space. And I know people are like, I'm bi- I'm got bi- This is where I leave. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, give me, give me space things. Um, I think Guardians of the Galaxy absolutely set up this potential for us to be okay in a universe where you're allowed to go to different planets. And I think now that everyone's well-versed in Star Wars and everyone is like quasi on the Star Trek train, um, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it for some reason, but um, we're okay seeing new worlds and we're okay seeing different races. And I think it'd be really awesome for us to see that in a Fox movie if they can get their stuff together. Does that work though with the current X-Men universe that the clusterfuck that it is because they they have fucked over time now are they gonna <clears throat> fuck over space days of future past really was you know what's weird i felt like they were still holding back even though it was bizarre how they like did it like um blink they could they didn't just go oh full pink and no they're just like she got a jewel on her head and her bangs are dyed she was pink dude she was pink. Her, she was completely pink i thought she had just pink like, stripes no she was like pinkish yeah like, I wouldn't say she was, like, pink in the, like... The magenta yeah. way that she is in the comic. Yeah. Well, that's but like, how like, I almost like yeah. a bubble, like, Princess Bubblegum pink, almost. Mm. I like don't it. think you can like say light. that X-Men doesn't do that, because, like, Nightcrawler and Beast were full blue. Oh, yeah. Like, they've done, like, full I guess mystique, <laughs> even though most of the time she's out of blue now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, she's yeah. Jennifer Lawrence right. now. But, but like... Uh, I don't know. Days of Future Past was amazing. It's still one of my favorite uh, superhero movies in general. Uh, Days of Future Past, like it's oh. one of my favorites. Wow. Uh, it cleared up a lot, and then Logan came up, and Logan messed up and the timeline again. So I don't know what's going on. Oh, you thought Logan messed it up? I thought it was. Uh, just yeah. If that's Elseworlds. if that's no, but you can't do Elseworlds in movies. Why not? Because the mainstream public doesn't know what to do with alternate universes. It's not a mainstream concept. Hmm. Have we reached the point, though, where, I mean, you could technically say that Deadpool was another Elseworlds. No. Because, well, you haven't seen... The house has exploded yeah, house... a bazillion times. Yeah. Um, it's not an Elseworlds. Deadpool then... takes place in the X-Men universe. Like, the cur- the only thing different is Colossus, but that's how right. he looks and, like, his voice. But he didn't do much in the movies anyway. 
Uh, right? He just says the house has exploded yeah, a bunch of times, like, right? You know, I feel like the Fox it. franchise was they don't they don't care. They're just <sighs> they don't care. That's the problem. And that's fine. I mean, it, it's great for like one shots like the Logan film, which was yeah. phenomenal. If we can get more of that and more of Deadpool, I'm I'm a okay with whatever they want to do. Mm. They have a great formula for the one shots. If they treat them as one shots, but now with this this way of doing shared universes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Elseworlds and alternate universes don't work unless it's part of an a movie in which you like rewrite well, it. They so did Days that of Future with Past. DC. DC's doing Elseworlds all the time. Like you've got a complete separation of TV and movie canon. Yeah. But at least those are different mediums. But we're talking Logan and the X-Men movies, right? It's just kind of weird. And and like what changed? Like th- the end of the Wolverine, mm-hmm. like when Charles and and Eric come to uh, Logan, we never see that continue. We never see the girl. Uh, uh, the girl is it? Uh, is it Yuriko or Yukio? Is it oh, Yukio? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you never see her again. Um, so the point being is like, ah, there's so many like drop balls on in X Men's like court. So uh, I think they're just trying to cram they, too much. Yeah, you know. So well, they can't tell a simple story about civ- like X Men to me is about like civil unrest and like political like intrigue which right? is why i think x-men 2 is still my favorite like that is that is like the quintessential x-men film for me because it touched on all of that like everything we loved about x-men you found in x2 i felt they didn't go far enough in x1 it was so different for me from anything else i had seen and there was spider-man that came out relatively close to that time and i was yeah. like oh a couple s- years later yeah, yeah. spider-man I knew it. It was kind of like I kind of zoned out at parts. I'm like Uncle Ben. We get it. Responsibility or er, yeah. great power. Yeah. And then with X one, I'm like I didn't know these two characters could have this relationship. Yeah. Wolverine and Rogue, and I really like enjoyed that. And then in X two, I was like, oh well, let's see him stab a bunch of people on a refrigerator. I mean, that's what I took away. And then um, Magneto empowering uh, Pyro, I thought those were really cool little scenes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then after that... Well, I think the, the pyro dynamic was what really hooked me in X2 because you saw this outsider who wasn't fitting in. And I think one of my favorite, um, not scenes, but like I think glimpses that uh, Singer offered us is when Pyro's standing in front of Bobby's family portrait and you see his reflection in it and you know like this is an outsider who was never known. And it's like that one shot and I'm like this encompasses the entire film. Yeah, the mm-hmm. brotherhood essentially was that. Mm-hmm. And then Morlocks never get mentioned until the well, third one. Morlocks are X-Men 3, but they barely do like anything with that. What's X-Men 3? We don't talk we don't about that. <laughs> but Brett Ratner made the <laughs> Rush Hour Brett franchises. Rush. Oh. <laughs> Man, um so yes, yeah. so I think that's just a question to think about in the in the short term. Is is X Men ready to go to space? They can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Hulk is about to go to rack. You know, Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. Let's that's, just call it what it fine, is. It's though. Planet Hulk. Like yeah. it's not the Thor movie. It's Planet Hulk. Oh, with pinkies. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for Thor three, um, but I also love Kate Blanchett. So Miss Blanchett, if you're out there, um, I would love to have you on the show. Um, maybe I can take you for dinner just afterwards. Love to have you. I don't care. She she's amazing. Anyway, moving on. Um, just a really quick thing. Uh, if you guys have ever seen the Snowpiercer movie, there's gonna be a Snowpiercer TV show coming to TNT. Didn't know that. Jumping on that franchise train. Literal train, right there. Literal franchise train. 
Um, and Jennifer Conley is going to be in it, which is weird because I can't remember the last time she's been on TV. Uh, but she's going to be in it. I don't know whether it's even worth commenting on. We'll see what happens with the Snowpiercer pilot, but it's the a, movie was all right. Is that the first post-apocalyptic, like, teen sci-fi tele- made-for-television show? I don't even know if it's, like, it was it's not teen. teen. Yeah, it's not yeah. teen. Well, it feels like in the same vein as, like, the, um, what are those called? Those movies called with the maze. There's Maze Runner, yeah. and then there's the other one, uh, Convergence or whatever. Oh, Divergent. Divergent. Yeah. And I feel like it has that, like, dystopian, like, hardcore allegory i mean um, you're absolutely tapping into like a dystopian like piece because it mm-hmm. does take place in that in that world of beyond like the modern era where like everything's collapsing you're left with what you see mm-hmm. um but i wouldn't classify it as like a teen thing by any any guess, stretch yeah, of the imagination that is a mislabel. um but so no, you're, you're right it is dystopian yeah uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just something worth uh, uh, <laughs> looking into later, I guess. And we'll see when the pilot comes out, whether it's even worth watching. Something that was worth watching, and the numbers have shown it, uh, Wonder Woman beat The Mummy this weekend. It's the first weekend for The Mummy, but it's the second weekend for Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman still beat it. Uh, yeah, uh, I was a big fan of the Wonder Woman movie. Last episode, we went over it, but I'm sure you guys have something... Uh, I guys... cried in every fight scene. It was, it was one of the most powerful things I've ever seen on screen. Yeah. Like watching another woman beat ass the way that she did was breathtaking. It, yeah. I didn't know I needed it, or it was something that was lacking in my world until it was shown to me. And I was just like, I, I can't imagine oh. cinema now without yeah. without scenes like this. It's a game changer. Yeah. I, I cried too. Uh, the parallels to the Syrian war uh, with the gas mm. and just killing their own people. I was really just like, oh, this is hitting me more than I expected. Um, and just how she inspired people. Oh, yes. Where Man of Steel did not do. No. no. She did everything that Superman was supposed to do mm-hmm. and didn't. Uh, I think she improved upon uh, the Captain America uh, aesthetically yeah. for a war film because that blue laser and it really took a lot away and they did like a montage of them fighting each battle and i know that it was what three days four days Mm -hmm. mission Mm -hmm. but i don't know emotionally the emotional journey was just phenomenal there was a realism in this movie that was not prevalent in captain america the first avenger Mm -hmm. uh because and and i pointed this out and i tweeted it um maybe a, a year ago when it when it happened basically it took marvel the marvel cinematic universe up until Peggy or Agent Carter season two to admit that racism existed in that universe. You're talking like, about the doctor? Uh, the doctor in, in season two of yeah, Agent yeah, Carter? Yeah. Where it but touched before, on it immediately yeah. In, yeah. in Diane or in, uh, in Wonder in, Woman. Yeah. Uh, but in Captain America, the first Avenger, yeah, like all these races are getting together and they're just fighting Nazis because, you know, if there's one thing that like defeats racism, it's like we can all hate Nazis together. No. Well, the Hydra even distanced them themselves away from the Nazis. Yeah. So you're like, eh, <laughs> it's like Red Skull's not a Nazi; he's Hydra. Yeah. And then you have no, Hydra sympathizers. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot like uh, you know. All oh, right. We, yeah. Uh, yeah, we won't say names, but the point being is there's you know there's Spencer people that gifts, are Nazis but... that aren't Nazis that are Nazis, you know. And uh, let's call it what you want. Yeah. They're Nazis. They're yeah. an alternative to Nazis. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, so the point being is that, uh, 
it was it was much more real and like yeah wonder woman went hit some like deep stuff um so uh i'm really proud of it for so that proud. alone for uh so moving on to something that is uh really cool is the black panther trailer that was just released and i know that because this is a podcast you guys can't see it yourself but what we can do is we can watch it and we can tell you exactly what's going on does that sound cool with you guys Recap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. Let's paint a picture. Let me paint you a picture. What do you know about Wakanda? Tell me, one armed man. What do I know about Wakanda? Wakanda. Is it Martin Freeman? Sounds like you're lying. Mm. Oh. Martin Freeman and Andy Circus talking. There's oh, Tulio and Miguel. Yep. You can see them That's in the corner. Cool. <sighs> it was in Africa. The colors on this are amazing. Mm. And you get this like Batman in the jungle thing. Don't shoot going. the dog. I don't know if he's attacking them because they were poachers or because they found Wakanda. Hmm. Or if they were, he was just worried about the dog. I think he was just worried about the dog. Homeward bound for. A better joker than Jared Leto. Ooh, burn. I'm digging the music. God, the costuming on this is amazing. Jeez. Ah, Michael B. Jordan. I love him so much. Oh, and Angela Bassett's looking like Storm. Do you guys notice I know, it's that? I know, commenting. It's just so stunning. <laughs> on, Storm. I'm going to chime in about the lot. car flip. The I've car flipping? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Civil War was all car flips, right? Yeah. Deadpool had a car flip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, oh, chills. Please don't make another one. Just keep this one. It's the only trailer we need. All right. For for the trailer, yeah. you're saying like don't don't make another trailer. Well, you're gonna give me too much. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so disappointed in trailers these days. It's just spoiler after spoiler. Like I just, especially with Thor two, Thor mm. that the tra- or Thor three. It's Thor the 3. Ragnarok. Yeah, it's just they gave so much, so I'm, much. The, I don't think like every time. Okay, there's certain trailers that do show a lot, and you're like fuck. And you go watch the movie, and you're like, yes, I got the basic points. I feel like that's more of these, like, comedies and stuff where they give away all the best jokes, right? But for these superhero movies, I feel like people think it gives a lot away. But, like, when was the last trailer that gave a lot away, and you watch the movie, and you're like, well, I know it now? I think, I mean, Underoos with Spider-Man and Civil War, I was like, man, what if I didn't know going in? Yeah, that he was going to show up. But they needed to market him, though. I understand. Um, Iron Man 3, I didn't know um, he, uh, what's his name? Ben the Kingsley? Mandarin, yeah, yeah. Ben Kingsley, was, was going to be, be just an actor. I was like, that wasn't great... in the trailer. I know oh, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. That was a, po- yeah, it was just like, this is the best movie for doing that. Yeah. Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see you. I can see you right there. I can see you right on your bloody nose. Blimey. The name's Mortary Jack. <laughs> what is that? Uh, yeah. You don't remember Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Uh, yeah. Mouse? Chippendale. Yeah. That's Brie 86, the best cheese ever, <laughs> ever made. Uh, he was the pilot, really right? Good. That was good. Hmm? He was the pilot? No, no. Yeah. No, 
he wasn't the pilot. Or was Gadget the pilot? Gadget was the engineer. Yeah, yeah. he oh, was I the guess, pilot. Yeah, he was. He the was kind of like the pilot, but he was also like just the weathered adventurer. Mm. He t- he picks up sand. He goes, "Scient, lemonade, there in Arizona." <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God>. <laughs> I love this show. Um, Dimitri, you mentioned the color grading in the trailer, and it is stunning. And I'm so proud of Marvel for moving away from like the gray bland tones that they were using and ever since i think like guardians changed the game for like the coloring they've just started doing more vibrant beautiful coloring in their post and it just it looks so good yeah something that i noticed was um so guardians one and two had this like like space there's there was a style to their space right yeah and so with thor three ragnarok right they're, it's very similar to Guardians in that style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's Marvel Space now. It's almost like they're connecting the universe. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like Marvel Space is this architecture. It is this thing. And uh, with this, though, it's very similar. And it all kind of ties together in like a Jack Kirby style. So I feel like this was also in a similar style of Guardians and Thor 3 and everything. Mm-hmm. We're definitely seeing like this new age of Marvel cinema, and it's it's really fantastic to kind of you're, it's almost like you're getting into the golden age of Marvel cinema because you, if you look back and you watch as early as, as Civil War, I think they, they were still doing just this very bland color pass on oh, yeah. all their movies. Yeah, and you've now like graduated. It's it's like they finally. Are like you know what this is us this is Marvel. Do you think they're gonna retouch it, <sighs> kind of like uh, what they do with these old World War One and Two photos? That'd be pretty fantastic. They'd retouch their own movie only mm. like a couple decade or a decade later. I would love to see that because I've seen <clears throat> a couple of like gifs on gifs. If you're a terrible person, I I've see seen, gif. Oh, you're a terrible. Are person. we gonna argue about this right now? Don't. I've heard every argument for gif versus gif. We're, like, we're not going to argue to each their own. Hmm. The, the Roz and Raish thing, we'll just call it that. Okay. We'll call it that. Are they going to get together, Roz and Raish? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when are they going to tie the knot? Um, they had a baby. Yeah. But I've seen some beautiful coloring done by fans, and it's just like, yes, Marvel, this is what you could be doing. And it's like they like saw that, and they're like, you know what? We will do that. We will make our movies beautiful. Good for you, Marvel. I find it interesting you're calling out Marvel for that, but DC is the biggest culprit of dulling down their... I don't know that they dull it, actually. What they do is they, like, re- I can't, can I say this? They crush their blacks. It's, like, really dark. But it, it is by no means dull. Like, if you look at Wonder Woman's suit, it's beautiful. Well, like, yeah, it is yeah. vibrant and bright. Wonder Woman is different, though. Right? They still had CGI Nightmare at the end. And um, any of, some of the night shots, I don't like blue lens. And I still get that in that movie. Um, well, that's. I think that's a lot of DC's like primary. Like, you're gonna see a lot of that like blue filter in all of like the DC <laughs> stuff, which is so weird to me. Like, I don't know. I get it. I, I get what they're trying to do. It's a grim, dark universe, but shouldn't be for Superman. Uh, he's the sunlight. I don't know. Man <laughs> of Steel wasn't that bad. Like, I there's some shots of Clark in the sun on the ranch with, mm. it, it's it's beautiful. Not Martha. It's just, it's well, the cinematography, yeah, but the gradient is overused, and especially in Superman, dull, er, like blue everything in Batman, right? Yeah. But like with Superman, Superman should be the day, and Batman should be the night. Day right? man versus the night man, yeah. yeah. 
Nightman, the jazz, fl- the jazz sax player. Jazz flute. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about Black Panther. Uh, Angela Bassett looks like Storm. Oh should, yes. Should have looked. Oh my god. And like, there's a lot of blades coming around, a lot of flips and stuff. And like, Michael B. Jordan is is one of my favorite actors right now. And I'm just sad that he's relegated to a. Uh, villain in this movie. Are you sad or is it nice to see him doing something different? Well, I want him to play a villain, but I want him to play a villain that is over the whole franchise. I mean, you don't know that he he couldn't be. The only person I've heard for Black Panther that's coming back after this movie as far as like what, you know, as far as what I've heard is um one of the guys who who's playing Mbaku, the man ape. Um he's in this movie and he's in Infinity Wars. That's all I know. And I don't know if Michael B. Jordan's going to be playing a vill- villain like further on, you know? But uh, I don't know. He's like one of my favorites. I mean, Creed is just phenomenal. Well, film, yeah. So. I mean, I, I for me, Michael B. Jordan, like I first watched him on Friday Night Lights, then on Parenthood, and this is TV, and then he went on to like do movies and stuff. Fruitvale? Station. Yeah, Fruitvale Station. Yeah. Mm. Um, so... I don't know. I'm excited for him and his career. <sighs> I just want more of him. But right. dude, the 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 designs on this are amazing. Oh, phenomenal! Yeah. Um, even in their hair, like their hair alone, like makes the movie. Do you guys notice all the different hairstyles and stuff? Well, there's hairstyles. There's a guy with the rock, the stone. Oh yeah, yeah in that his lower lip. Li- yeah. 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 So the design in general, just like they did such a great job. Like the aesthetic is is. Beautiful, and you can see like this well-rounded culture, just that it's inherent in Wakanda, and it's like, yeah, this is absolutely. I believe that this is its own. Well, and they're trying society. to like modernize uh, our worldview of Africa, like they did in um, Civil War, because mm. mm-hmm. like uh, Hulk versus, oh no, um, Age of Ultron, they were in Africa too. Yeah, they weren't in Wakanda, but it was a very modern area. It was South Africa, I think. Yeah, South Africa. In, in Age of Ultron, yeah. Yeah, so like I kind of like to see that because mm-hmm. I feel like Marvel's always been more progressive than DC in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, also in media in general, we always portray Africa, the continent of Africa, as it's w- just one country. <laughs> oh, and no. literally it's this one so ecosystem dumb. that is impoverished <clears throat> and it's like jungle on one side and like villages on the other side. Yeah, and like Africa's a continent that is huge, uh, only slightly smaller than the continent of Asia. And, like, there's so many ecosystems and so many different countries with different histories that, like, yes, it's nice to see Wakanda actually vibrant and new, right? And the way I'm looking at this all is Wonder Woman is my queen and T'Challa is my king right now, like, as far as, like, comic books and, and, like, my geekiness, right? I just think you're matchmaking almost. No, 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 I'm not putting them together. They can be be, uh, separate, but what I'm saying is that... uh, uh, they are the king and queen of what is to come. Yeah, we're absolutely seeing like this new empowerment of what we wouldn't have seen ten years ago. Yeah, like this, this never would have been made. I think I thought Blade did a lot, but it was so self-contained. Because oh yeah, yeah. But on purpose, it was like <laughs> we can do whatever we want, just don't let them touch us. <laughs> That's what right. it was. I mean, they are <laughs> vampires, and yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Which actually, Blade is always the best when you deal with him being he's a black vampire. I think it's cool because he's like added levels of like, like mainstream culture being like, "Don't touch me." Yeah. Right. That's, like, yeah. No. That's... Uh, it's like even if he was human, he would still have a hard time, right? <laughs> and then he's a vampire. Right. It's uh, a rough go at life. Yeah. 
Uh, no, and he's half vampire. So like, <laughs> oh man. In neither. Yeah. But he has all their strengths. Yeah. None of their weaknesses. Yeah, which is a good way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I'm super excited for Black Panther. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And uh, you were. What were you saying about the like? You don't want to see another trailer. Oh. Yeah, sometimes, like, nowadays, I just, it's too much for me, just because I know tropes, and you read one Joseph Campbell book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, hopefully that the trailers don't give anything, like, more away. I just want to see some cool shots. I want to see, I would even just love to see, like, I want Entertainment Weekly to do a full spread, because they, they do that for all the white movies out there. And I'm afraid they're not going to do one for the black movie that's coming up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rolling Stone did the Mummy cast because they're going to do a dark yeah. universe. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So like they, I'm going to flip my shit if love... they don't do like a full spread of the actors. Can you imagine how beautiful that would be? Yeah. Like first thing, they're a, they are they're beautiful gorgeous. actors. They're a gorgeous like, cast. Right. Yeah. You're just beautiful specimens. Right. Like... Also, two bald women. Like we need to see more of that. Oh, Lupita yes. Nyong'o is bald in this, right? Yeah. Or is she? I'm not quite sure. I, did, I I would have to look back. But Denai Guerrera mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is 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 bald. She wears the Michonne wig in Walking Dead. Yeah. But like she's in this. Oh wow! Like it's gonna be a very attractive cast. I want to see them. I, I want to see Entertainment Weekly do a spread on them. And I'm calling you out, Entertainment Weekly, because <laughs> you had fucking like those like a the Amazons were cool, right? Let's let's do that. But like yeah, Dark Universe. We don't need a a, a spread on Dark Universe just yet. What we need is a Black Panther spread. Unless Universal paid you, then we get it. Well, then we understand. Yeah, you then Universal, it. you could pay us to stop talking about uh, Black Panther. We could start talking about Dark Universe. Yeah, just a goodie basket and a screening of yeah. The Invisible Man with Johnny Depp. And, yeah. uh, I'm literally holding a pen that says Universal on the side. I don't know. I don't know where I got that one from. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> There's red dots on our chests. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, Universal is gunning for us. Yeah. Uh, so I want you to notice that I didn't say anything <laughs> about you. Mm. But she wrote a lot of things, and I'll read it to you if you let me live. Michael Bay uh, helped me out with my anchor problems, so if you're... Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, something that I know that I want to... I want to hit on something really hard before... <laughs> Another hard topic for you. Yeah, we're gonna, I want hard topics. All right, uh, we're gonna hit it, hit it, hit like it, we can't it. miss. It's hard yeah. topics come at you all day. All right, I want to end this show uh, talking about uh, something that's really interesting in comics right now, and that's Legacy Heroes. And the way it's working is this: uh, DC used to do a lot of it, right? DC was kind of based off of Legacy Heroes because they had a good twenty years before Marvel started doing their current universe, right? Mm -hmm. And so with DC, they kind of uh, had, like, someone take on the Batman role. Or even before that, uh, the first type of legacy hero was when they decided to bring in Barry Allen Flash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of based off of an, an homage to the original Flash of the World War II uh, comics, right? Jay Garrick. And mm -hmm. then Hal jo Yeah, Jay Garrick. And then Hal Jordan was brought in. Uh, these were all in showcase comics. Uh, Hal Jordan was brought in as a homage to Alan Scott, Green Lantern. And they had different origins, but they, they were the next legacy. They were the Silver Age of comics. And Marvel is doing a lot more of it now than they used to do it. Marvel never really used to be legacy-based, mm -hmm. and now they are. Um, Paul, I know that you have some pretty uh, 
uh, pretty interesting points as far as legacy heroes are concerned. Yeah, so I guess a lot of there's a lot of um, I, I hate using this label, but I feel like it's accurate. Is a uh, neckbeard hate, like a lot of people that are seeing diversity and they're complaining that it's an affirmative action legacy system, and um, that's I don't think that's the real issue. The real issue is that you have to uh, defame the current hero before someone else can step up and fully take the mantle. So, original sin. Let's start with uh, Thor giving it to Jane Foster. Spoiler. Uh, Jane Foster has cancer, and she is now worthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> Nick, been long enough. Yeah, it's been long enough. And uh, Nick Fury whispers into the Thor's ear, and we don't know what he says, but now we know what he says. He said, Gore the God Butcher is correct, or is right about you. Mm. And that's why he drops the hammer, because he loses faith in himself. And I, apparently that's what worthy is, is believing in yourself. Because new Hydra Cap uh, can pick up the hammer, mm -hmm. and he's pure Hydra evil. So, and that's another case where... Thanks for that, Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> we have Captain America, Falcon Captain America. Now he is full on, you know, our new uh, Captain America. Uh, we also have Amadeus Cho as the new Asian Thor. No, Asian Hulk. Or oh, Asian Thor. Yeah, thank you. Asian yeah. Hulk. There's a whole bunch of different ethnic uh, Thors <laughs> out there. Thor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, um, uh, but yeah, so, okay. And we had uh, a bunch of Hulks. We had um, Red Hulk and Red She-Hulk, uh, Ross and his daughter. And Rachel. 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 <laughs> Ross. Ross. Oh, yeah. General Ross. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross. Ross. As With Red Ross. Hulk. And, and Betsy. Betsy Ross. At uh, Betty Ross. Betty Ross. Yeah. Betsy is, Ross is the flag. Betty. Yeah. Sure, sure. They're all joining the cast of Friends. So they're <laughs> all, they were all Hulks for a little bit, but right now, currently, Amadeus Cho is the Hulk. And um, in Civil War II, what's going on right now is they have the minority report where they can predict who's going to do what or what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's really killing their heroes because they're trying to interfere with time. So. Uh, Bruce Banner, uh, the, the kid that they have, had a premonition and was like, he's going to kill everybody. And so Bruce Banner had a deal with Hawkeye and was like, hey, if this happens, kill me. Don't let me know. Just shoot me with your arrow because you're the only guy that can do it. And he's dead now. Yeah, so, Bruce Banner's dead. So what I'm, what I'm seeing is that, like, I, I get where you're getting at, that Thor had to lose his worthiness in order to bring Jane Foster in as the female Thor. Um, but also that Bruce Banner had to die before you had to bring in Amadeus Cho, right? Yeah. That Cap had to turn old before Falcon brought on the shield, and, right? Yeah, and their character is now condemned. So Hulk mm -hmm. didn't even do anything wrong, but they predicted he would, and so he's just like... There's no redemption arc. Yeah. It's just, that, that's it, you're done. Yeah, so maybe Marvel's doing it in a little bit of a wrong way in that sense. I don't know. I mean, DC's certainly, you know, culpable in that as well. Like, they completely defamed Hal Jordan. Parallax. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to forget that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I got so many rings. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. Hal Jordan at least turned, okay, that, that was just kind of like their, like, going arc of, like, making people, like, that were good into bad guys. Le like not about legacy stuff, right? It was well, like they're you, like you brought on Kyle Rayner after, but that. it was a couple years later. Yeah, it was. A, they had a little gap in time in which there was no Green Lanterns yeah. that they didn't have. They didn't like just bring them on just to bring them on. And that was following the death of Superman and uh, breaking the bat with Bane and Bat or Nightfall. Yeah, so it was. Br there were legacy heroes that were brought on in the '90s that were about that. So Azrael took on the mm -hmm. the the 
the mantle of Batman. Um, steel, there was the four Supermen, right? They had that whole arc mm-hmm. where Superman has died, and now they're bringing that on. Artemis from Wonder Woman took on Wonder Woman's mantle. Kyle Rayner took on Hal Jordan's ring. Uh, not his specific ring, uh, but Connor Hawk, Oliver Queen's son, took on Green Arrow. But a lot of these heroes actually had to die first. You're right. I mean, in that sense, uh, I believe Parallax was dead by the time Kyle Rayner. Oh, yeah. And the only time they fought was because Parallax was traveling through time, in which they f- that's why they fought. And his redemption is Parallax is the fear entity? Later. They, oh, they, they, re- they, they... It was a retcon. Oh, it was retcon? Okay. Yeah, that it was a fear. Basically, originally, it was that Hal Jordan just... Basically, the reason Hal Jordan went evil was because... Uh, long story short, Superman died. There was a vacuum in time in which uh, some villains, like Mongol, decided to come into Earth because Superman can't fight him, and he bombs Coast City, yep. uh, along with Cyborg Superman. And so he bombs Coast City, and this is this. I mean, this would be like Gotham literally being destroyed, and Batman you mean being. It, but it was like what? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Like in Thanks, this, earthquakes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, with no yeah. man's land. No man's yeah, land. Um, but with with Hal Jordan, this was a this was a city that we grew up like or not we grew up, but comic readers grew up reading about, and suddenly it's, everybody's it's dead. Gone. And Hal Jordan wants to uh, have ultimate power in order to turn back time and to recreate his scene, uh, his city from scratch. Right. And so nobody agreed with him, and then he went evil. But I don't know. I liked that back then. Yeah. DC had a history of making legacy heroes. Wally West was the Flash at this time because uh, Barry died in the crisis. And so maybe death is way better um, than like the defamation. Like Thor, for yeah. instance, was defamed. I don't feel like Bruce Banner had that. Uh, I'm just saying that they were basically, is, it, is indictment the thing they're <laughs> accusing him of just slaughtering him, like the heroes without any like thought to it. Mm. But that was the overall like, overarching point of Civil War Two, right? And Yeah, except that Rhodey dies and Iron Man challenges that. Also he's having an existential crisis. Uh the other thing I think that Marvel was doing was um Superior Spider Man kinda opened this up was just let's just make everybody an asshole. You know? <laughs> so you have Doc Ock inside of Peter Parker's body just oh, this is gonna be my fun time. Yeah. And um, you had Superior Iron Man, where he gave everybody the secret of youth, uh, or the fountain of youth in San Francisco, yeah. but made it an app on a phone. You have to pay subscriptions. Here. Yeah, and it's like, wow, what that a was jerk. a weird thing. But that was only because <laughs> that was because of um, Axis. Oh yeah, yeah. What happened with Axis, and then the good turned bad, and bad turned good, and whatever they flipped their polarity. Right. Um, so it was kind of weird in that sense. I don't know. I I buy the I buy the DC one a little bit more. Um, the DC legacy, because that's part of their universe. Is at least it was before New Fifty Two. Yeah, that's kind of what was sucked because there was the Justice Society, which mm-hmm. dealt with old the older heroes, and then there was the Justice League. But there were so many different teams of varying ages, yeah. and they all kind of worked together. And they, I mean, they would team up if there was some big threat. But like, the Justice Society was a bunch of old heroes teaching young heroes. And that's kind of how it ended, really. Well, even the Legion of Superhero is teaching young Superboy and Supergirl. Well, it depends know. on the yeah incarnation yeah. of Legion. Yeah. Um, Brainiac 13? Brainiac 5. five. Sorry. Five. Pearl. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, that's I think it's going to be my next cosplay costume. Yeah? Brainiac 5. Oh, I was yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be your Lyle. Lyle the, the Invisible, Invisible Kid. Kid. I love him. No, I'm not. I'm not playing the the gay version. 
Um, but I, I am that. I am drawing some of the um, iconography from him into like merging them all together. Wade did such a great job on that book. Mark Wade, yeah. Did he do the third run of the the one that was like we're teens and we're like this is our re- like revolution? Yeah. yeah. Did he do That's, that one? He did that one because then he he did that was not the Gay Brainiac. No, one. that was before that. Yeah, Gay Brainiac was before. Mm-hmm. That was the '90s Legion run, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't we're, gay. We're he was definitely like, I'm into all things, which as oh, an alien, he? you probably shoot. Mm. Yeah, he was pansexual. Mm. He is a robot and an mm. alien. <laughs> he wasn't a robot. He's oh. only a robot in um, in uh, the cartoon. Because Brainiac's not a robot, technically. Oh, okay. Because yeah. in, the, in the comics, he's a Kaluan. Yeah. Right? Um, and so he's like a gr- just a green-skinned alien. So... Anyway, that's my next cosplay costume. Anyway, the, the, so as far as the legacy here, I feel though that like people are having problems with like minorities. Oh yeah, coming into the legacy. Miles Morales as the Spider-Man in yeah. Ultimate, which is so weird to me. Like, why couldn't you do Homecoming with Miles? Because it's his story. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Sorry, what were you saying? No, it's just it's it's kind of like upsetting. You see so many, so much of Miles Morales' story in Homecoming. And it's just like, why wouldn't you just do Miles Morales? Which is weird because there's a guy who looks just like Genki, but he's Ned Leeds. But he's, yeah. yeah. Which doesn't make sense. Um, and, you, like, I don't know. It's just really weird to me. Why couldn't you, well, I mean, at that point, you might as well do Ned Leeds. As well as Flash Thompson not being a bully. Yeah. Um, which is weird. And he's played by that, that shrimpy kid from Dope. Oh, uh, <laughs> the the uh, he was he was in That's Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, you know that kid. That's yeah. what the yeah. kid I'm talking Wait, about. So Ned Leeds isn't going to be Hobgoblin in this. In this, he looks just like Genki. So I don't know. Oh, okay. they're just doing whatever the fuck they want. Um, but as far as like diversity heroes, people are always like, "Well, why don't you just make them an original character? Like, why do you have to spoil Spider Man? First thing, why are you spoiling Spider Man yeah. by having them train a younger Spider Man? Second, if you bring them up as a original character, you fuckers aren't gonna read that character anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're you're just saying, why don't you just put somewhere where I don't have to see him? Yep. That's really what you're saying. Yeah. So. Miles Morales does not spoil Peter Parker. Peter Parker has been growing older as time has gone on. Mm-hmm. So Peter Parker is almost this Tony Stark type character now. Miles Morales is what Peter Parker was, but now, right? He's mm-hmm. this kid that's still dealing with his stuff. I think that's the best way to do that because you can have character growth. And then you could bring on this character that kind of brings on the more iconic stuff. Exactly. And you're talking to like a new generation. And our generational issues are going to be different than what was written about for Peter Parker in you know the early 90s. Also, how could he pay rent on a photographer's salary right, in New York today? That? Yeah, gentrified New York. Yeah, in Queen. The uh, the property's owned by Raish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Miles Morales still lives with his parents. A lot of these teen heroes and these yeah. like younger heroes are still living with their parents. I love that. Oh, which is very interesting. Kamala Khan, yeah. pretty much the cast yeah. of the the new champions. Uh, champ, yeah, new champions, mm-hmm. um, which is Kamala Khan, Nova, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Alexander. Yeah, so great. He, I love his book. Yeah, it just ended. The because uh, they brought Richard Ryder back from the dead, uh, and they had him team up, and they find and they they ended his series. Um, but all these characters awesome. are living at home with their parents, which is. I mean, yeah. Well, I think it's funny in this day and age. You I know, know. I mean? and like Kamala Khan's like first story really, I don't know, normalizes it, like their family dynamic and their personalities, and mm-hmm. like more representation yeah. makes us less racist. Who knew? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just getting used to this culture, and like if you don't want to read Kamala Khan, 
her comic, you're missing out, first thing. It's phenomenal. Right. Like, it's great. Um, and if you don't feel like she's worthy of the Miss Marvel title, well, first thing, fuck you. Yeah. Second thing, why? Like, what has she done that's not worthy of the title? What has Miles Morales done that's not worthy of the Spider-Man title? Is it the fact that you think that there's spider there should be one Spider-Man? Because you guys complained about clones, but you guys didn't complain that there was another Spider-Man when there was another Spider-Man. You love Venom, right? When he that's turned exactly what it is. Like, like you know, you didn't complain about ba- like I don't know. Like, no one's complaining about Ken wearing a red handband and being exactly like Ryu. <laughs> like, just fuck you. Yeah, he gave uh, for you that. No, red nobody, headband. nobody was complaining when um, <laughs> <laughs> his long blog box. <laughs> I have fan fiction. Uh, well, talking about talking about long block <laughs> locks, long long blonde locks is Eric Masterson, who was Thunderstrike. Yeah, uh, you didn't complain about him being a replacement Thor, no, because he was white and he was blonde, just the way Thor should be. But and I, John I get Stewart the way the Guy Gardner show up. Yeah, I, I get I get the fact that, that like is such a treasure to the Green Lantern well, series. Yeah. He rounds them out. That, uh, those Guardians really screwed him over. Right. So uh, so I'm ranting here, right? Uh, it's it's just like. Uh, you didn't complain because that's the way Thor should be, right? But here's the thing: is like all these characters are written at a certain time period, and if they were always the way that Thor should be or the way these superheroes should be, uh, it's not going to be represent- uh, representative anymore, right? It's, not, it's 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 definitely absolutely indicative of the society in which they were written and how we've grown from that, or yeah. at least I hope that we've grown from it. And yeah, aren't comic book readers supposed to be the social outcasts? So we do need more stories to help out with. Like Bobby Drake right now is gay, uh, new X Men. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm watching him and Kid Apocalypse. It's weird saying that. Uh, go out to like uh, gay clubs and talking to you know and flirting, and it's awkward for them because. Yeah. And well, Kid Apocalypse those. not gay though. No, he went to the club to break the ice. Yeah, he yeah, can yeah. dance. Break, break the, the ice. ice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. So here's an interesting. Let, let's talk real quick about that before we wrap things up. But. Um, the way the comics is right now is that the younger version of the X-Men, the original five X-Men, have been brought forward in time to our modern day in order to show the modern day heroes what they used to be like and the, that the that there still can be good, right? That used to aim to do good and now you're just fighting against each other, right? Sure. And so with that, Jean Grey looks into Iceman's, young Iceman's mind. He finds out that he is gay. And a lot of people did not like that. Um, and I know that I wasn't a fan for, for two reasons. One of which is um, you can't have young Iceman be gay and old Iceman not be gay because it's literally the same person. Yeah. So it, because that's almost like a, like, oh, he chose to be gay in one and he wasn't gay in the other. Like how it's not him. You know what I mean? It's a contrived retcon is yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. But they say that there's clues. Yes. So here's the thing, is that there are people out there that have identified themselves as straight that have been gay the whole time. So they may, so they may have uh, been having relationships with women. They can be womanizers. They can be, what, uh, you know, what have you. Are we you. talking about Johnny Storm? <laughs> Do you feel like Johnny Storm is gay? I feel like Johnny Storm and Peter Parker would be just delightful together. No, Peter Parker's not gay. He's not gay, but... no. They would um, be delightful together. I mean, they have really good abs. So they, well, they all do. So <laughs> they were roommates at a point in time. Yeah, and they were just yeah. delightful. I just want them to be roommates. So they should be like be roommates. Yeah, you know? just guys being guys. Um, showering together. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Paul and I have never showered together. <laughs> but we have 
really great lying? abs. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so point being was with his Iceman is like, like yeah, I think what they're just trying to say is that current Iceman has been in the closet for so long, yeah. you know, and really our identifiers as gay and straight, like it's really that Iceman has been like bi and has not been able to be with men, right? Because he's been by but identified as straight, right? Is that kind of like the way it, it is? Because uh, he's had sex with women, right? And he's like X factor. And these ident- yeah. I mean, these identifiers are, are fires are very like fuzzy, but I know it's labels. I've heard though, uh, by people if they're one, you know, uh, way, then that's they're locked in until you know, like I, I don't know. I think I. I transitioned pretty easily into like men and women. Like my first relationship was with a girl and that lasted like, you know, a couple years and then I jumped right into another relationship with another girl and then I met a guy and I liked that, but I feel like you you don't stop liking one or the other. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Um but I think it's like this binary way of like looking at things is like, what do you identify as? Yeah. There's definitely and like a coding that like is so inherent in our society today. And it's never, you know, sexuality has always been a very fluid and, and kind of open thing. Like you, you either like something or you don't. And that, yeah. that changes as you grow as a person. Yeah. Dimitri doesn't like VR porn now. But in, talk to us in 15 years and the technology better. And they make better. a Lego Batman VR porn. And he's all about it. And he's just like, oh, I like those Duplo bricks. That would hurt. <laughs> More to love. That would hurt. It's going to line, line that with a sponge. Oh, Clayface, you're my everything. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, Clayface. But uh, anyway. Why wouldn't you? Clayface? Yeah. Out of all the shape-shifting characters in, in comics that you can have <laughs> sex with, you would want to do the one that looks like doo-doo? In his rawest form, wouldn't you just want to just like imagine that just like suctioning around you, just like? There's 500 German businessmen with a glass table <laughs> that would argue. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It's, it's, <laughs> it's over your head. It's, it's, it's fine. okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Anyway, uh, so really quick, as far as legacy heroes, are, what does that mean? <laughs> Is the key just, like all ages? No, it's not. We've been <laughs> okay. dropping fucks all the time. Okay. We have a little expl- uh, explicit, like an E thing. Uh, anyway. E for everybody. Um, e for everyone. <laughs> no. Categories. Uh, so we got to wrap everything up. Uh, I just wanted to know that, uh, like, what's your last final thought as far as legacy heroes are concerned? Uh, Paul, I'll let you go first. Uh, legacy. Okay. So diversity is great, but it's no excuse for, like, poor storytelling or sloppy writing. And I just wish people would compartmentalize all those things before throwing out the nerd rage. Because we are in an outraged society, and I wish we would have more nuance and take our time it's unpacking. True. We are a very reactive society now. Like, we are a very reactive society now. Like, it's, it's interesting that the age of the internet has allowed us to just spew immediately without any thought for, like, maybe I should consider X, Y, and Z factor. But it's it's very reactionary that the the response that we have, and I'm guilty of it too. I mean, I yeah. I watch trailers. And I'm like, why'd you give everything away? And then I think, oh, you know what? Maybe there's more to the story that they're not showing us as a trailer should do. Um, but I, uh, back on the topic of legacy heroes, um, I'm a huge fan of the Robins, and um, you can absolutely see the legacy trend inherent in that in the replacement of them over the years. Um, so I can only speak to that in, in, a, in a very personal sense in that 
the defamation of a character you see like Jason Todd get crapped on all the time mm-hmm. for for being such a poor Robin um and it's it's interesting that you you wind up seeing the worst of characters that you love in in the service of the character that's to follow so in the new 52 and I think in rebirth they had to dumb Tim Drake down in order to make room for Duke which if you read, you know, New Earth, like you're just like, this isn't the Tim Drake that I grew up and loved. And so I feel like you're seeing that now with some of the Marvel characters. Like, well, this, why would you, why would you write Hydra Cap if you have this Captain America? And it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting trend that we're seeing. But I try to remember that, you know, comics, comics are absolutely our new mythology in that they are constantly being redone, reinterpreted, and you're going to see iterations of them that you, even though you might not agree is not the definitive version of your character. Like you will you will always find a comic out there that has your Robin and you will always find a comic out there that has your your ideal Thor and your ideal Captain America. And we should welcome and embrace these new stories because they offer a different window of what's possible in comic books. And you know nothing's nothing's forever. We're, we'll see another reboot in two years, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, Batman Inc. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk yeah. about legacy? Let's let's talk about legacy. Oh, let's geez. let's talk about a global operation. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um. Yeah. My opinion as far as legacy characters, real quick, is just that. Uh, look, bad writing happens all the time. All the time. With yeah. all different types of characters and all different stories. And whatnot. I think that there is a shorter fuse when it comes to bad writing for uh, minority characters, diverse uh, characters, because of uh, well, I think that like the uh, cultural racism of it all. Like I, I like I see that, um, and that like maybe you can point out that like maybe you didn't like a legacy character that was white, um, but th- there is just a general shorter fuse when it comes to the diversity characters that are coming in. And again, bad writing kind of is all over the place like right Uh, bad writing knows no bounds it's not that these characters are all written badly maybe some of them are uh, maybe some of them aren't your taste but stop getting outraged at it and i mean it'd be outraged at like you're in an all-white class and suddenly this uh foreign brown kid comes into class and suddenly you're like why do why doesn't he just like go into his own class right? right where i don't have to look at him why can't we just keep my class the way it is? Nothing against him. I just like my friends the way they are. You know what I mean? But it's like, come on, dude. Like, times are changing. And uh, we can really learn something from all these, like, really cool characters that are being introduced. Um, I mean, that's pretty much my, my two cents worth. There's room for everyone in this sandbox. Yeah. Also, like, comics, it's not the sacred cow, you know? It's not, yeah. We're supposed to be, you know, putting intellect and forwarding and progress above everything like you said earlier like not as many people are embracing star trek but star trek was really it really paved the way for diversity and these just this huge like embracing of like different cultures and different questions on gender questions questions on gender questions like how society should be run just you had this beautiful like voyage into what we could be and I feel like comics, we we need to embrace the fact that comics can be that too. Yeah, read Why the Last Man. Read uh, oh, so good. <laughs> girls is really good. I don't know. If I Paper that. Girls is really good okay. actually to to build on that. Yeah, Paper Girls is a lot of fun. Bitch Planet is yeah. great. 
Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today's show. I'd like to thank Sam Young and Paul Lau for being guests on this show. I really appreciate having you guys here. Sam, where can people find you, hear you, taste you, uh, touch you? I don't know. If, uh, well, I appreciate being had. So yeah. you can find me at, at Sam Young on Instagram and um, see my beautiful face. It's uh, It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's not. Don't Please don't find me. Okay. Don't look her up. Uh, Paul, what do you got going on coming up? Okay, so I'll be in Sunnyvale at a Comic-Con uh, doing stand-up, and then I'm also doing a coffee shop in the same area on the 16th and the 17th. Uh, and then also I have, in September, the Cambodian Film Festival where I'll also be doing some stand-up with some other Cambodians. You can find me at Paulau Jokes, uh, P-A-U-L-L-A-O, Jokes, uh, on Twitter. And that's Paul's it. the man to find. I'm, I'm we're going to start a manhunting party for Paul. Mm -hmm. He can follow me around the country as we stalk him. Oh, Cambodian manhunter. <laughs> Boy, I that Martian manhunter really, <laughs> that's super specialized. <laughs> <laughs> 0.2% of the population. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening in. Uh, it was great having you. Uh, we are on iTunes now on the podcast app. So you guys can, uh, if you guys aren't listening to us there, you guys can find us there. Uh, we'd appreciate all the views and listens to spread the word. Uh, we're also on Facebook where we update news a lot. So any comic or geek news that you guys need, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the We are also on Twitter and Instagram at the show. Right, you can check us out there, tweet us, ask us any questions. You can hashtag the Keeg right there, and then we're also on YouTube. If you just look up the Keeg, you will find us. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Keeg once again. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and uh, this is me signing off. <laughs> 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 <laughs>